Welcome to Allianz Talks. I'm John White, Senior Director, Global Clients at Allianz Global Corporate and Specialty. This is a podcast series which provides quick perspectives on current and emerging trends related to the industry, one talk at a time. The title of today's talk is Cyber, Mind the Gap, and we're talking about risks associated with the gaps left in various multi-line policies, namely cyber and property, and the concerns surrounding these gaps. We will also discuss artificial intelligence, cloud protection, and ransomware trends. As always, we're going to do this in about 15 to 20 minutes. To help me with this discussion, I would like to please welcome our guest expert, Mr. Thomas Kane. He's our regional head of cyber, tech, and media here at AGCS in North America. He brings to the table about 17 years with a background in legal. He's a, he was a practicing attorney, claims, underwriting, and products. Most recently, he was at Willis Towers Watson as the global head of cyber products, and he's been with Allianz for about a year and a half. Tom, thanks for joining us on Allianz Talks. Thanks, Sean. It's great to be here. All right, we got to jump right in here. So, cyber intrusion activity globally has jumped 125% in the first half of 2021 compared to the previous year with ransomware and extortion operations one of the major contributors behind this increase. So Tom, these cyber trends, they're mirrored in our own claims experience. Can you tell me, can you tell our audience, is this a result in, you know, the pandemic or more? What's going on here? Yeah, thanks, Sean. Absolutely right. And unfortunately, the story continues to be ransomware. Um, you know, we've seen increases across the board uh, through the first six months of 2021. You know, FBI has reported uh, about a 62% increase in ransomware the first half of the year. And we've seen a significant increase in sort of the ransom demands, uh, along with some eight-figure payments as well, uh, you know, which has really resulted in a significant increase in the value of our cyber claims. Uh, frequency is also up for us, about 50% this year. And from my perspective, there are at least a few factors driving the increase. I do think COVID, uh, you know, which you mentioned, um, which has created a work-from-home environment, is a contributing factor. Uh, so, for example, you know, phishing attacks used to drive uh, much of the ransomware events and actually just network security events generally. Uh, but more recently, over the last two years, you know, bad actors exploiting vulnerabilities and you know, remote desktop access has also significantly increased. So, you know, I think the other factor is that there's also been an increase uh, or an evolution, I should say, in the bad actor's approach to ransomware. So we're calling that double extortion, triple extortion, uh, you know, which has really increased the severity uh, of some of these claims. Um, the other, uh, the final point I'd make is that there's also a evolving in a maturing marketplace for the bad actors. I think, you know, there's been sort of this ecosystem uh, within the, uh, dark web um, and the ransomware gangs, um, you know, where they're yeah. leveraging, you know, many different capabilities around this. And so I think that's really increased uh, sort of the, or lowered the barrier of entry or, uh, of some of this increasing the frequency and the severity of these events. Yeah, I mean, every day, every morning you pick up the paper and there's a new event at some company. So it is pretty prevalent. So hinging on that, uh, the ransomware, uh, given all the ransomware activity that we're seeing, how has the insurance indus industry and market responded? You know, what are the key takeaways in that area for our client? Can you comment on that? 
Sure, happy to. I mean, it is an extremely challenging marketplace, cyber marketplace currently. Um, you know, obviously, we've seen the increase in premiums um, over the last several quarters. It's not unusual to see triple-digit premium increases uh, in programs. You know, we'll likely see uh, end up 2021 with uh, somewhere between 50 to 8 percent increase, depending on the segment, depending on the individual risk. Yeah. Capacity is also restricted significantly. Um, you know, many clients are having some challenges building out their expiring programs. Um, and you know, there's also a very significant focus on risk quality, you know, sort of minimum controls that are required uh, to procure cyber insurance, which I think is having a very positive impact. I think this is a silver lining where, you know, clients are investing in better controls and underwriters are, you know, requiring these controls, which I think will improve uh, you know, not only our portfolio, um, but cre create some resilience, uh, resiliency with our with our clients around some of these ransomware events as well. Interesting, very interesting. So, I mean, given the challenges in the marketplace, you know, for buyers, brokers, what are we doing to help? What are we Allianz doing to help clients navigate the ch this this changing market? Can you touch on any recent initiatives at Allianz that it would be significant to highlight? Sure. I mean, first and foremost, I think it's uh, really the increase in communications, collaborations uh, with our brokers and distribution par partners, mm -hmm. and with our insurers and clients. I mean, sharing our experience and knowledge and uh, sort of insights right through platforms like this and through um, our uh, thought leadership pieces, I think that's uh, really paved the way for you know, more robust engagement with our clients and brokers. So I think that's been helpful. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we, we really are focused on you know, solutions, real solutions that we can offer to our clients and very difficult market environment and at the si same time help us to get smarter about the risk so one example of that is our partnership with uh, Google um, we have oh yeah a, yeah now we have a I think an amazing initiative with our uh, Google with our security partners at Google around Google Cloud Platform so we're able to offer up to 50 million dollars in capacity for Google Cloud Platform customers. Now, I think to me, this is an example of uh, Allianz uh, being creative, being able to offer real solutions into a very difficult mar marketplace, but we also get smarter, right? We also get insights from Google uh, about their cloud security. We also get insights from our clients about what their security posture looks like uh, within the cloud, which is, again, very helpful for us to get additional data, additional insights, and then in exchange, we're providing some real solutions, I think, into the marketplace. That's fantastic. Can you comment on accessing that, um, that, that the new initiative with Google? How do, if I'm a client or a broker, how do I, uh, how do I plug in? Yep, uh, I, we've tried to make it as easy as possible. Um, if you uh, are a Google Cloud Platform customer, um, that's all you need. Oh. <laughs> so I identify, hey, are you, am I a Google Cloud Platform customer? And if you are, uh, then you know we can walk you through uh, a one-touch process to right. you know, generate the reports and the insights, and then it would be a normal underwriting process after that. So really the threshold, we've tried to make it as easy as possible. The threshold is, are you a Google Cloud Platform customer? Yeah. Um, if you are, then again, it's, it's sort of a normal right uh, insurance process. Yep, we're right here. Absolutely. It's, it's fantastic. That's fantastic. Okay, I'm going to switch it around a little. Okay, what's next, Tom? What are you worried about after ransomware? ransomware what's coming up? You know, I think one of the reasons I like cyber, uh, this area, this space, because is because uh, that it sort of evolves in real time. And it changes uh, all the time. And I think there are a number of different ways that we can go on this. But one of the things that are top of mind for us is really around artificial intelligence. 
um, and the impact of artificial intelligence uh, on our uh, on our uh, exposures. Um, so you know, there's a there was a saying about ten years ago. It became really popular. Um, it was software is eating the world. Um, right, and this really summarizes sort of the disruption caused by the internet and technology across many industries. Uh, the popular saying out there now, if you haven't heard it, is that AI is eating software. Yeah. And so it depends on sort of the reports you read, but the AI marketplace is slated to grow, you know, thirty to 40 percent annually over the next decade, and put the overall marketplace at you know three hundred billion plus. Um, and so the expansion expansion in terms of the use of the marketplace, but also use of AI across all different sectors is increasing significantly. And when I say all, across all sectors, I mean, obviously, some are obvious, like auto was self-driving, but also healthcare, pharmaceuticals, manufacturing. I mean, just as a way of quick example, there are, you know, 150 or so startups just for applying AI to automate the process of drug development mm -hmm. right, in the pharmaceutical sector. Sure. So we're seeing this increase across the board. And so, you know, AI is, I mean, obviously it's coming, but it's, if it's not here already, and sort of that complexity uh, presents significant underwriting challenges for us. And I think exposure for our clients across tech, you know, across privacy, depending on the application, and then certainly around cybersecurity. So I think that's really going to, you know, come uh, come to a head over the next five years. And it's something that we are evaluating and, you know, working to provide, you know, again, real solutions in the marketplace for our clients. Um, I think the second thing I, I like to highlight is really this gap, potential gap um, we have um, across cyber liability, which, you know, historically has been a coverage focused on financial loss, right, and bodily injury and property damage. So, you know, the industry has made, uh, you know, significant uh, progress, I think, on cyber and cyber. It's been an area of focus for the last few years um, in, in terms of eliminating cyber and cyber coverages across many lines of business um, and to, you know, try to make cyber coverage as, uh, as explicit or express as, as possible in other lines of coverage. But I think, you know, this, this issue related to you know, where bodily injury and property damage caused by a cyber event should yeah, sit, yeah. you know, that continues to evolve, right? And it'll continue to be an area of focus for, I think, all of us uh, going forward. That's, yeah, that's a very interesting insight there. Um, and along those lines, if I can just continue, and this will, uh, this will be my final question. Can you, you know, can you provide some insight on how clients can avoid such gaps, you know, during their renewal process? What do you recommend there in that area? Yeah, I think the first step always is uh, identifying where the gaps uh, might be. Uh, so I think, you know, just a gap analysis across all lines of coverage for, you know, the insurer's overall insurance program is extremely important. Um, and yes. so once you've done that gap process, uh, gap analysis um, and identify the potential gap, I, I do recommend a very in-depth review of the coverages available. Right in where you think there might be a gap, and you know this might sound intuitive, intuitive, but I think in practice it becomes much more challenging that uh, than you might imagine. So, you know, for example, a cyber event, uh, you know, maybe you know because of the cyber and cyber uh, initiatives now may be excluded under your property policy, um, but the follow-on peril, right, that you're really worried about may actually be covered. So, you know, I think it becomes important that you, you're working with uh, cyber insurance professionals on the broking side, on the underwriting side, um, explicitly to look at these issues, even if it's outside of the cyber line of coverage. So across all lines of coverage, you really should be working with uh, cyber professionals to evaluate um, where that, you know, whether there is a gap 
um, and what you know what those potential solutions might be. And I think if you're working with uh, seasoned cyber professionals, again, broking and underwriting, you know, we are well aware of the issue, and I think we can be a very good resource in finding the appropriate solution. That's that's really great. That's really great insight. So, hey, in conclusion, Tom, your expertise has been excellent. Really, um, I can't thank you enough for taking time to talk to us. I know we could probably talk about this for hours, but you've given us some really interesting um, feedback related to gaps related to cyber and property insurance, artificial intelligence risks, ransomware trends, solutions to all the above. And we managed to do it all within our very short fo format. So anyhow, thank you once again. Thanks, Sean. It's great being here. Great talking to you. Sure. And to our audience, if you would like to learn more, please visit our website. To download the Allianz Trends Report, uh, Ransomware Trends Report at agcs.allianz.com. Thank you for listening to Allianz Talks, where we tackle today's insurance industry concerns one talk at a time. Until our next podcast, I'm John White.